2: It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio.
3: What are you talking about? What
2: the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com.
1: Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. I don't understand what's so controversial about that pick. About that take at the, end of the dra- at the end of the big show. I don't understand. What's the issue? Listen, uh, let's go over this again. For all of you listening on the Odyssey app or listening to 1250amthefan.com or listening in your car or listening in your office or listening at home, wherever you are. So at the end of the big show... We were saying, who do you want to take in the second, third round? Right? Okay. So, Gary says, take two wide receivers at the end of the first round. I can't imagine. But either way, fine. Two wide receivers. No big deal. So then he comes to me. I say, take two tight ends, and I'm outlandish. Leroy says, take two offensive linemen. We're all saying taking two of one position. But for whatever reason, because it's tight end, even though... They also can score the football, even though they also can stretch the field down the middle and be integral parts of your offense. Well, don't, We don't want to worry about tight ends. Instead of taking the first and second best tight end, we'd rather take the 12th and 15th best wide receiver in the second round of the draft. Like, I, I don't, and maybe, maybe this is, you know, where I'm different from everybody else. But, I mean, you've got yourself in a position right now by not taking a wide receiver in the first round and being at the bottom of the second round that if you're not willing to do the dance and trade up, and by doing the dance, I mean by maybe giving up more than what you want to to move up to get the guy that you want, which they were not willing to do yesterday, what do you think is going to be there by the time it gets down to you? I mean, you're going to have a couple of guys for certain. But are they going to be better than what the tight end position is going to be at that same point? So, this is what I want to know. Because we did the big show. I heard Bart's show. Rami's coming up. They're going to be talking with Stacey Dales from the NFL Network on Rami's show coming up between 3 and 6. I'm not sure what time she's on, but I know they're going to have her on. So, Stacey Dales, NFL Network with Rami coming up starting at 3.
3: After listening to the calls on Bart's show, after listening to the calls on our show, I have a rather simple, simple question. Very simple, actually. Are you as a fan? Now, Again, this
1: is only going to work if you're a Packers fan. So, you know, if you're a Bears fan or a Vikings fan or something, this, is, this does not apply to you, obviously. So I'm sorry to leave you out of said topic here on
3: Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admiral. Are you at the point of saying, in Goody, we trust? Are you at that point? Because going into that draft yesterday,
1: everybody said, got to take a wide receiver, got to take a wide receiver, got to take a wide receiver, take two wide receivers, got to have a wide receiver. Nothing. They didn't draft one, and they didn't trade for one. And now today, day after, a lot of people going, nah, it's all right. It's fine. We're good. Got a couple defensive linemen. We'll figure this out. Gary bringing up on the air about you know Goody's track record. Thousand percent right. Goody has done a great job as general manager. No doubt whatsoever. And in fact, I'll take it a step further. I tend to trust Goody more in the draft than I trusted Ted Thompson in the draft, to be honest with you. That's where I'm at with Goody. I, I think... That when you look look at Brian Goodenkunst and what he's done, he's done a hell of a job,
3: man. Via free agency, via uh, draft. He's done a great job.
1: So is it in Goody we trust for you as a Packers fan? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250
3: AM the fan. I'll start. As I was saying, I I believe he's done a hell of a job. I was never
1: in the Intedwe Trust camp. Never at any point. Then, when Aaron Rodgers breaks his collarbone and the Packers
3: struggle to win a game for, what was it, two months, whatever it was, all of a sudden, it was, oh. Oh, maybe this roster stinks. Maybe the
1: quarterback has been covering up all the inefficiencies of this roster. Maybe Ted's
3: not as good as we all thought. There was some questioning going on. Then you fast forward, he gets hurt again. More questioning going on. And by the end,
1: a lot of people were done with Ted and wanted him out. Time to move on. It's done. Time's passed you by. Thanks for the Super Bowl. It's been real. Toodles. That's where we were at with Ted. A lot of people were. Now, Gutenkunst is in the beginning of his career. And when Ted was in the beginning of his career, he was hitting on picks. Things were going well.
3: Didn't really use free agency. Never at any point as much as Goody has. But things were going well. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there and buying fully in yet. And I guess my only reason for not fully being
1: there yet is because he hasn't really to this point shown me that he can draft guys on the offensive side of the ball at wide receiver and tight end at a consistent level, that can continue to keep this thing going. You know, he's shown he can draft offensive linemen. I think he's proven he's pretty good at drafting offensive linemen. He's shown he knows how to draft cornerbacks. I think he's proven to be pretty good at cornerback as well. So those two positions, in Goody, I trust. Offensive line and corner, I got you. I'm with Brian Gunekunst all the way. Um, Tight end, hmm. I'm not. I'm not there on DeGuara, um, so not really necessarily there on tight end. That's another reason why I look at tonight and go, oh my God, the, it's going to be right there. Like AR could pick the, you know, a, a good tight end tonight at this point with their pick at fifty-three. So we'll see what they do. But either way, so that is one position I like to see them be able to draft some type of dynamic player or players there. Wide receiver that has not worked. It doesn't have a ton of sample size. There's only four of them. Uh, MBS, the most successful. Uh, AR, or uh, not AR. Well, I guess AR. Amari Rodgers, one year in. Do you ever think about that, Adam Roberts? We call you AR. That also Mm -hmm. is used for Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Amari Rodgers. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I never put that all together just now. Um, So, but anyway, so from that perspective, you know, go draft me a couple wide receivers that do something. Go draft me a tight end that does something. Running backs. I think he's proven he can draft running backs. I think he's done a nice job at running back, right? Great job by Brian Goodenkunst at that point. Quarterback? and doesn't pierce so right now. Not yet. We'll see. Maybe Jordan Love turns into something. But as of right now, I'm not sold that that pick was necessarily uh, a guy that's going to be some superstar quarterback. Not a large sample size. And like I said all of last year, as did Gary, as did Leroy. Not like Aaron Rodgers did anything the first two years either. He did not. And Aaron Rodgers had way more available to him than Jordan Love. He had the quarterback school and all this extra coaching that is not available to Jordan Love because of COVID and the restructuring of how they're having offseason programs uh, with the Players Association. So he doesn't get all that extra coaching. Tom Clements brought that up before. He missed an entire preseason, uh, in training camp uh, because of COVID. Well, preseason games, I should say, because they had no preseason games. So he's way behind. Having said that, still don't know how good he's going to be one way or the other. So quarterback is not a position I'm sold on that he knows how to draft that either. Outside linebackers, Sean Gary hit, right? So that's the one where he took an outside linebacker high, and it worked. So that's that can be good. Um, inside linebacker, eh. Barnes undrafted, that's good, right? I mean, it's worked out fine, but still kind of wanting to see how that whole thing is going to play out. Maybe. DeCoy Walker is going to be that difference maker guy. We're going to go, okay, he knows that position. But he's got to figure out wide receiver. And I think he's got to have a better grasp on on tight end to a certain degree before I jump all the way in on this in Goody We Trust. Definitely knows how to draft a bunch of different positions. No question. Those two positions I still worry about. And they happen to be uh, the two positions in which I think at some point here they're going to have to address to give Aaron Rodgers a fighting chance uh, on offense at some point. All right, dial it up 414 799 1250. Is it in Goody? We trust for you. You can also tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. I'm not there yet. Mike the painter, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Mike?
4: Good afternoon, there, Sparky.
1: See, I get where you're
4: coming from with the wide receiver thing, but then I got to think is it the scouting? Does that have something to do with it? Or. Uh, our scouting department, scouting certain players and saying that these are the guys that we need to bring in that, you know, fit our offense. And that's why we haven't hit on them. But all in all, he's done a lot more than Ted Thompson has in the free agency department. He's got us there and he has brought in some really good talent on the defensive side of the ball. And I get it, running backs are good for us. He's, he's found the talent there. I think it's just that wide receiver thing, and I think that's a collection of the scouting department and them not getting hit on the right guys. So I. But, who, I'd have to but wait say,
3: a
1: second. Hold on a second, Mike. Hold on. Who do the scouts work for? Who puts the scouts it, in the position to it. have their jobs, right? I mean, it I should. It. Now, I don't know if it's Murphy. I think it's Brian Gunekunst who is in charge of that whole personnel department.
4: Sure, I get it, and that's the collection. You know, they all got to sit down and say that these are the guys or not. I get it. I get how it works. You know, but all in all, I still have to say, without you know him finding receivers, I can say Goody and we trust because I think he's done uh, an all in all good job.
1: I think he has done an all in all good job, and I I agree with you on that. Thanks for the call, and we all were well, not we all because I wasn't one of them, but in the Ted Thompson. In the Ted We Trust camp uh, as well. I guess the reason, the main reason I'm doing this is, um, it does feel like, and we'll see based on you know the calls and the tweets that we get, it feels like a majority of you are in that camp with the blind faith that whatever he does, I'm fine with, because that's what it means. If you're going to say you know in Goody We Trust or in Ted We Trust, I mean, Taylor man. Whatever he drafts is fine with me. I'm not going to second-guess him. I'm not going to think, you know, he screwed something up. Like, I'm all in. Whatever he does is good. Let's take it over to the Brewer side of things, right? I think a lot of people are in the in David Stern's we trust category. Because that dude, even when everybody thought he screwed up a trade with Grisham uh, and Davies, with Urias and Lauer, everybody's like, oh, now he is human. He missed. Woo! not so fast and it doesn't appear he missed now that guy also has built a track record that guy and his front office has put together a relatively homegrown pitching staff right now um that you know is looked at around the league and people just drool at all the young guys in this rotation all on you know little to no money that is still under team control for a couple of years. Uh, And they are kind of the envy of all the different small market teams for sure. And they look at David Stearns and what the Brewers have done and want to be like the Milwaukee Brewers and kind of market themselves and the whole thing like the Brewers do. And that's why it's such a big deal. If Stearns were to leave for a big market like the Mets or somewhere else, it would be just heartbreaking um, if that were to happen. But um, he's kind of built that. Now, has he won a World Series? No. I won a World Series. Have they been to a World Series? Nope. But uh, he's got him on a run now. What is it? Four years in a row, I believe, of being in the postseason uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. And again, remember, uh, we went through tough, tough times. 26 years without being in the postseason. 11 straight years of not even being a 500 team. Not even, you know, winning as many as you lose. I mean, 11 years of that crap. I mean, they were the... The you know the Clippers of baseball back in the day when the Clippers were a god-awful franchise, they were that of baseball for a decade. They were horrible. And there was no hope of getting out of that mess until Doug Melvin and company showed up. Well, actually, Dean Taylor got the farm system going, and then Doug Melvin took over for Dean Taylor. But that's kind of how that whole thing turned around. This Packers thing um, is interesting. Because if you say it in Goody We Trust, is it all Goody? How much of this is involving Aaron Rodgers? And do you trust a general manager that allows the quarterback to be pulling the strings? That's also part of this whole deal as well. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan Sparky's Midday Madness with you here on a Friday on The Fan. Welcome, and it is... Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Coming up tonight, tonight, Bart Winkler, Toby Altizer, 6 o'clock, all the way up till the time the Brewers and Cubs are done, or 10 o'clock, whichever happens first. And then Tim Allen will be on talking Brewers-Cubs tonight after that one, g Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. But starting tonight at 6, day two draft coverage, Green and Gold Draft Show. With Bard and Toby presented to you by Q-Club of Wisconsin. They're the one place to not only watch your favorite sport, but also show off your own competitive skills is Q-Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. How about their food, you say? Their menu has all your favorites from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up high. All the extras. Now think about this. You can go there tonight, watch the draft, watch baseball as well, play pool, darts, indoor bocce ball, foosball, table tennis, all that, and have an unbelievably good fish fry. Plus, visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. A.R., Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. we got some breaking news on the fan, and it's brought to you by Beat the Street Podcast. Get an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, A.R., what do you got?
5: Big news, sparky in the baseball world. Per ESPN's Jeff Passan and others, Los Angeles Dodgers starter Trevor Bauer has received a 2 Year with a Y suspension from Major League Baseball. In a statement on Twitter about 15 minutes ago, Mr. Bauer says, "Quote in the strongest possible terms, I deny committing any violation of the league's domestic violence and sexual assault policy. I am appealing this action and expect to prevail. As we have throughout this process, my representatives and I respect the confidentiality of the proceedings."
1: You help me with something here. Sure he didn't criminally charged with anything. let me double check i I don't I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but i I don't I'm not sure that he did
5: so back in February, the athletic reported that Bauer will not face criminal charges in the l a court system
1: right I, I i he did not face criminal charges. You're suspending a dude for two years. And he's got no criminal charges against him? I completely am missing something. Like, okay, so you want to suspend him because, you know, he put himself in a bad situation or your investigation says that stuff happened that you don't agree with, even if, you know, the prosecutors couldn't prove it or whatever the case may be. okay. Fine. Then, you know, suspend him what you got to suspend him. Ah, we're going to suspend you the first month of the
3: season. Okay. Two years? Like, two years to me is, like, you
1: were in jail for a certain amount of time and then got out of jail, and now you want to come back and play in your sport. And they're now are going to punish you on top of what you went through there at that point. Okay. That I kind of understand. You broke the law. You committed a felony. Whatever the case may be. Boom, drop the hammer. I don't understand how they can suspend this dude for two years if there's been nothing criminally charged against
3: him. Uh, Am I a Trevor Bauer guy? Not really. But having said that, I think this seems a little over the top.
1: Do you agree with me, A.R., or am I missing something here? I'm trying to think of a
5: parallel maybe to something that happened in the National Football League where something similar occurred, and I'm kind of struggling to think of a direct relation.
1: Nope. I mean, you can go back to Leonard Little. Leonard Little was the guy, right, that drunk driving and killed somebody, and I think he was suspended what? I don't think he was even suspended a year. And he ended up coming back and playing in the NFL later. I, mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't get it. I mean, Rob Manfred, you're the commissioner of baseball. I can't wait to hear the explanation from the commissioner of the baseball on this one here, because I, I am definitely missing something. Um, so there you go. So that's the breaking news: uh, Bauer, Trevor Bauer, suspended for two years. 324 game suspension. Two years of regular season play. Uh, I just... And again, he's 30. How old is he? How old is Trevor Bauer? He's up there, isn't he? He's been around for a while. I mean, does this essentially end his career? Is he that old? Let's see how old Trevor Bauer is. Trevor Bauer is 31. Nah, it will one end his career. So he'll be 33 when he's able to Uh, come back and play here at some point. Uh, Here we go. Rob Manfred, uh, without pay, blah, 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 for violating Major League Baseball's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. And according to the terms of the policy, the commissioner's office will not issue any further statements at this point. So let me see if I got this right. So you're going to announce this dude suspended for two years. But you're not going to go into detail of what exactly he's being suspended for. Again, did he get criminally charged with something? Uh, Who is this on one? Uh, This is F.J. from the South Side. Never heard of this person. Okay. Uh, F.J. South Side, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up?
6: Hey, I'm a little bit hurt that you
1: don't remember me, but that's okay. F.J.? MJ. No, like he put up F check. as in Frank. That's that, I was
5: asked, I double-checked, I was like, FJ, that's yeah. kind of weird. I know
1: MJ, oh. I don't know FJ. So, yes, uh, okay, okay. Right. go ahead, all MJ. Right. It's,
6: it's my speaking that's the problem. No, um, it's fine. So, uh, all I wanted to uh, bring up is that, um, so, you know, in a general sense, right, there's two different burdens of proof and two different um, uh, rules regarding um, admission of evidence between a civil and a criminal trial. Um, a criminal trial is like the absolute most highest uh, standard of proof. Um, And you can, of course, imagine why. Now, in a civil trial, um, and I use this example of the OJ case where he was acquitted of the actual criminal homicide. Uh, He was successfully sued multiple times, though, in relation to the alleged act. Um, And so the point being that while a criminal charge is absolutely relevant uh, to the case, uh, I don't know that in terms of if the idea is that the NFL or whomever is trying to um, legislate uh, activities outside of the realm of the sport, which would reflect poorly upon the franchise as a whole. Sure.
1: So this is what MLB said. The Dodgers released this statement, not MLB. Today we were informed that MLB has concluded its investigation into allegations that have been made against Trevor Bauer. And the commissioner has issued his decision regarding discipline. So they're going based on what they found to go after Trevor Bauer, not what was found in a court of law.
6: So again, what I would say is that the, um, and let's be, let's get this out of the way. I don't have any faith in any independent investigation by any of the major leagues. Sure. That's ridiculous. I'm with you, but um, let's give them an uh, unnecessary benefit of the doubt. If uh, so, I can imagine a scenario in which there seems to be clear, um, admissible evidence in a civil case, um, that indicates, uh, wrongdoing or, more to the point for their purposes, uh, actions that reflect poorly on the league uh, that may not result in criminal trials, may not even be admissible in a criminal trial. Um, that's really, that's, I, I mean, this is also in the dark for us, right, because they purposely keep it um, uh, obscure. Um, but I just, I guess that's my thought on it. That was my reflective uh, thought on the so, let so let me ask you
1: this. let me ask you this, MJ. Adam uh, tweeted at 1250 a.m. The fan, the players' union doesn't get involved with Trevor Bauer's suspension. Their union is absolutely useless. So they're going to, uh, Trevor Bauer already said he's going to appeal this. So once right. he appeals, then they then have to put out what they have, right, for evidence? Oh baby, you got you got a better
6: idea than I do about that. That has I mean. to
1: be a case because if I'm appealing that I shouldn't be suspended, then I would think MLB's got to tell me what you've got. Thanks for the call. That has to be what it is. How else would this work? So, okay, you're suspending me because you found stuff. Okay? Well, I'm going to appeal to say that I shouldn't be suspended for 2 years. Now you got I would think again, I've never been a part of this, but I would think then that Major League Baseball has to show me the proof of what they have found in their investigation of why they think they should suspend me for two years. Furthermore, if I am the people involved in this deal with Trevor Bauer, who claimed Trevor Bauer did something, then I also would like to know what Major League Baseball uncovered in their investigation if I'm the lawyers. And I would like to. Personally, bring Trevor Bauer back to court uh, and see what I can get done there through lawsuits or whatever the case may be. Right? I mean, how? I don't know. Yeah, yes.
5: Also, important to note uh, Bob Nightingale reminding me uh, that Bauer was going to earn over $30 million this year and next year, and the suspension is without pay.
1: Without pay? Right. $60 million out the window. All right. uh, I got to go handle something, I think. Sam Schmitz is in here. Do you need me, Sam Schmidt? Yeah. Uh, all right, take a quick timeout, come back. Uh, if you missed uh, our guy, John Cooper, from our lad's draft service, we had him on earlier in the show, uh, on the Wendy's Big Show, and uh, you'll hear from him next talking about the Packers draft picks. You won't want to miss it straight ahead. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals.
7: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Do you have your Admirals playoff tickets yet? They are available, games one and two. You can buy your tickets now at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Get your playoff tickets. More importantly, the Admirals i uh, will have a regular season matchup tonight, a situation where if they win, they're in the playoffs. Uh, if they lose, then they have to do a play-in series, best of three. Either way, there's going to be two games still to come once the regular season ends. So they need them to win tonight. We need the Admirals to win tonight. So uh, if you're looking for something fun to do tonight, get to that Admirals game tonight. Affordable family funds, I always like to say. Make sure to take advantage of that. uh, And then obviously get your playoff tickets for the Admirals uh, as well. Sparky's Midday Madness broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. All right, so earlier on uh, today, I had a chance to catch up with John Cooper of our lads draft service on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, and got to talking to him about this draft, uh, about uh, Georgia and, you know, taking two guys from Georgia. And we first start off talking about their first first-round pick, uh, the linebacker out of Georgia, whether or not John Cooper was surprised or not by the pick.
8: Well, yeah, I was a little bit, you know, in terms of the player, but not the position. Yeah. I, I really felt uh, the Packers needed a linebacker. Uh, an inside linebacker uh, that is versatile, that can cover, that can not just play the run to to make their defense complete. So I thought that was something they needed to do. I like Quay Walker a lot, though, that said. Uh, And the only difference between him and Devin Lloyd, in our mind, was that Lloyd had done it for a longer period of time than Walker. Yeah. And So that's where, but other than that, they're very similar players. Uh, We had a, uh, he was our third-rated inside linebacker, uh, and uh, we had a, High second round grade on him, so we don't have a problem with them uh, taking that player. If that's the guy they liked and that's what they saw in him as a guy that can do what they need, uh, we think it's a, a solid pick for sure at the position. Uh, Devontae Wyatt,
9: thoughts there at twenty eight?
8: Yeah, there's another you know situation. It seems like they're drafting to make their nickel defense better because they're 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 planning on being ahead a lot this year. Uh, they've got uh, a great pass rusher, inside potential pass rusher, who can line up as a five technique. Uh, there are some people that question maybe Wyatt should go ahead of uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, he's a, he, I think he slipped a little bit in the draft from where I thought he'd go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Packers got a really good player. I think they upgraded their defensive line. They're going to improve their pass rush when they get into four down in the nickel, which they're going to play about 75% of the time. You know, he could play a three technique, and I think uh, they upgraded their defense.
9: Did they surprise you then that they went defensive players of both of their first-round picks?
8: Well, if uh, the, I, I give them credit for being true to their board. Uh, right. They probably did not have a receiver ranked high enough at that point, mm-hmm. especially with as many receivers as there are in this draft, Agreed. to uh, – you know, to to take a receiver there. I think right. they would have been reaching more for the receiver than if they would have taken than Quay Walker or DeFonte Wyatt. I mean, Wyatt, in my opinion, is too good to pass up. Uh, and and they solve the problem. And I think they're going to be able to pick up receivers down the line because there's still a good cadre of a good group of receivers coming. Yeah, so it surprised I'll... me a little bit. I thought they might try to trade up as mm-hmm. some of those other teams did to get receivers, sure. but.
10: The same time, I think they they did well. Uh John, again, this is Roy Butler. Thank you for coming on. This is truly amazing to get you after the always first round. Amazing to have him on. N'Kobe Dean, I thought uh just I test watching it. I like him and the uh Safeties, Lewis, uh, that went to Minnesota. I thought N'Kobe Dean probably will go before Quay Walker. But then again, I've always said the Packers after they led, um uh, the young man to go to the Giants who was a tackling machine that they didn't uh, invest in middle linebacker. And here's a case for, and I, I would agree with Gary, he's going to replace the Darius Smith. So they probably took the bigger guy that can play multiple positions over Nicole Dean.
8: Yeah, that's what I think. Cause Quay Walker has played some on the outside and can rush the passer. Like I said, he and Devin Lloyd are very similar players. Um, N'Kobe Dean has done it for a longer period of time. He is a run-and-chase linebacker, and uh, he's not going to be a guy that's going to you know line up on the edge and he's going to take people on real well. He's a guy that's going to play well in space. He's going to run and chase. He's going to slip blocks rather than take them on. And uh, so there's a different type of player. It's just a matter of what you feel you need. I'm surprised N'Kobe Dean is still on the board, to be honest with
10: you. Me too. I have had I'll,
8: him as a top guy, top yeah. inside linebacker.
10: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I test it. I mean the kids are amazing. Well you uh I I got one more question but I have a one B if the guys don't mind. Were you surprised so many Georgia guys went?
8: Well, I'll tell you what. I I watched Georgia play enough this year
3: yeah.
6: that
8: I just shake my head. I've never seen a college defense that good. Um and so you know there there's some talk that well maybe they're that good collectively, but are they that good individually? But I think they are. Uh, they're awfully good players on that defense. And uh, they did some amazing things. If you, you know, watching the tape during the season.
10: Yeah. So, except- yeah. I
8: was, I was surprised and I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that Quay Walker was in the first round, but I thought he'd be at the very top of the second round. And uh, so it's not that big of a reach to, to go get him.
10: Well, I'm a satisfied uh, Packer nation. that want receivers. Uh, uh- me and Gary out there, I think Gary like George Pickens. So Love him. Bigger, bigger guy to me. I don't, you know, 40 times in the pros, everybody's fast to me. But uh, Watson, who's a guy on your board left if the Packers were, if it's, or do you think they need to move up to get a, a certain receiver? Is there a receiver there you have them taking if they wanted well, to take we, one?
8: Well, we, we like, you know, the kid from Alabama who had an injury, you know, Michi. Uh, you know he's oh, yeah. still there, and yeah, uh, he so. yeah. he's got speed, and I think the Packers could use some speed. Uh, Pickens is the, the next guy after him, and uh, I I would hope he would be there when they would pick. And if I was them with two second round picks, if you really feel you need to get a really really good receiver, I might consider trading up. But on the other hand, Watson from um, you know the kid from North Dakota State, he's also you know got speed and he's a really solid player. So, you know, I think there's mm-hmm. a real good chance that uh, at number 53, there's going to be a, a good receiver there for them to tank.
10: Nice. Talking with John Sky Cooper.
8: Moore is another one.
10: Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. John Cooper, our draft service, joining us here. Uh, on the Wendy's big show. What about the tight end position? Uh, because oh, right now, man. they haven't had a, a tight end selected yet in the first round of the draft. I think there's some really good ones there. The Packers have Mercedes Lewis, who's not getting any younger. Uh, Deguara, who hasn't shown you much, a flash year there. Tanyan, who's hurt, may get yeah. back middle of the year. Uh, I, I would assume that if they want a tight end, there should be a couple really good ones there at the bottom of two uh, coming up tonight.
8: Yeah, very good chance today. You know, we like Trey McBride a lot. We think he's a, you know, an offensive weapon as a tight end, and we think he's going to be gone yeah. within the first 10 picks of the second round. At least that's in our contention. <laughs> We've been proven wrong before, though. Uh, Dulcich, uh, the kid from uh, UCLA. I is like also him. A solid, yep, a solid tight end. Uh, he could be there. Uh, the kid from Ohio State, uh, Rucker. You know, he is a, also a very good tight end. That uh, I think you know playing in an offense that doesn't have all those great receivers, <laughs> he's going to get the ball more often. And I think he is a good receiver. I think uh, he wasn't used that way as much as Ohio State, but if you look at who was playing on that team, the quarter the receivers that they had to throw to, you know it wasn't uh, necessarily a need for them. But I think he's going to blossom once he gets into the NFL. We really like him.
9: John, I, I guess my point would be, we we talked about receiver, and we talk about ad nauseum because everybody thinks that they need one. Though, they're drafting, though, at the bottom of the second round. Would there be any receivers then? And Well, there's always a bunch, but available. You're looking at, like, we're talking about Watson. You, you're looking at uh, uh, the Pickens. kids Pickens, Michi. will yeah. those kids be available at the bottom, or do you think the Packers are going to have to maybe move up to get one of those guys?
8: Well, you know, I didn't think they were going to have to move up this time, you know, in the first round. And then I was wrong about that. So, yeah, there's a chance that's going to happen. If there was a run on receivers, uh, again, like that, uh, you could see them having that need. You know, we think that Sky Moore would be there. Uh, Bell, who's not quite as fast from Purdue, but is still a solid receiver. Small dude. We think he'll be there. Uh, Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama is a solid player. We think he's good chance he's going to be there. You know, Watson, uh, I think people are all over the board on him. He may Mm -hmm. be higher, he may be lower, but either way, I think he's going to be within striking distance where they might not have to trade up too far to get one of those guys. But I think they need to consider Mm -hmm. whether they need to do that or not because it it could happen if there's another run like that. And I was really surprised that those guys all went off the board. Mm -hmm. I thought – Somebody was going to be
10: there. Yeah, I want to talk about stash guys. You can just stash them away because they're going to win the Super Bowl in the next three years. But who is the Packers? Oh, that's how they drafted. They drafted men, not like you what know, men. Well, I'll get into, babies, later. We'll man. get into it. We'll get into it. Don't waste my question with an expert <laughs> like John. But uh, Justin Ross, the guy had like the neck and back spinal injury, and I think he's full. He's going to probably go. Saturday, maybe, or like people injuries have been knocking these guys way down. You can reach on guys because they got what three seven round picks and three it seemed like a, they That's got 11. Get re- three receivers
9: in seventh round, they
10: want to, yeah. But just a bunch of guys, yeah. Yeah, Garrett, give a guy like this. A chance. And then the last one Who? is a kicker is it a kicker they what can you, take what? for Mason Crosby? Don't oh, waste our time with a kicker, defend, man. Hey, this right guy's now. an expert, Garrett. Just let him ask his question. a question. I need to get a kicker in line for Mason for next year that you could develop. Man, we trying put to win Super Bowls far. now, man. We trying to replace Don Kicker, kick for kickers, the Super Bowl. Man. Mason kicking for it. But they need to get another kicker. You agree with that, right? Not they got now. another punter. Yeah, you could do a waste of draft. We kicker. trying to he win the Super Bowl. We got three years. We hey, trying John, to get no kicker. Hey, well, I'm well, tell you well, something. We got some kickers <laughs> with draftable grades. Thank you. And Cincinnati when they got the kid from Florida. They needed McPherson. to. They they, they won under 50 years. But they drafted him. So, John, is it a kicker out there that's worried of that a fifth or sixth round pick that they can spend on that they can just put away and just keep developing? Well, I
8: think the best one is, uh, in our opinion, is Cade York from LSU. Yeah, um, throw
10: that gear. LSU.
8: He's a solid kicker. He, we have a seventh round grade on him. Uh great. Generally, picks. great kicker yeah. and punter's low. There is a punter that could go pretty high. That uh from San Diego State. Well how, well, how high, how high this
9: punter going to go? The punter, high high.
8: He can place kick as well, but you know he's probably not going to be your number one place kicker. He's going to be your long field goal kicker. High
9: high, high high is the punter. How high is he going to go, John?
8: Uh, I'm, we've got fifth round, fourth, fifth round yeah. on him, but there's some people that are yeah. saying he could go in the third.
1: Third round for a punter. Woo wee! He better be a really dang good punter. I'll tell you that much. Maybe Ariza. Yeah, that's who he was talking about. Yeah. So Sorry. we'll 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 see. Um, Uh, What happens there? The Packers will not be taking a punter. I'm fairly confident in that. Coming up next, we'll talk with Rami I'll Find out what's coming up on the Rami Show. Also, Ian Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee Show. uh, And he has some, what he says is some inside information on who Aaron Rodgers actually wanted in the first round yesterday. You'll hear from Ian Rappaport next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparks Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Playoff tickets on sale now, milwaukeeadmirals.com. A huge game for the Admirals tonight. will determine if they're in a play-in series or an actual playoff series. Either way, they'll have quote-unquote games that are on sale right now for games one and two of either the play-in series or of their first-round playoff uh, series. It's going to be the same day either way or days either way. Uh, so if you have nothing to do tonight, they could really use your loud voice Uh, Yours, your children, uh, your wives, your husband, grandmas, grandpas, everybody is needed tonight to make a lot of noise in Milwaukee Panther Arena. A big, big game for the Admirals. Affordable Family Fund. Get your tickets now. uh, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Okay, so Ian Rappaport was on with Pat McAfee uh, a little bit earlier today, uh, and started talking about what Aaron Rodgers wanted out of the first round yesterday. And this is what Ravipore had to say. There were a lot of rumors last night about the Packers. How heavily
5: engaged in trading up were they actually? Like, was that ever a possibility that they were going to move up to get one of those receivers or no? Yeah,
11: they, I thought they were going to the word I got, and you have to ask uh, your favorite quarterback about this, but the word I got was that Traylon Burks was the guy that Rodgers liked. That he had done the most work on that he kind of wanted and he went early like he i mean obviously we know we went to tennessee so we went earlier than we thought and i mean so yes they made all the calls i thought they were going to move up receivers went like there was a quick run around like eight to 12 i think it was yeah and then when burks went they were done because they weren't going to trade up for any of the other guys so like everybody of course was like i can't believe the packers you know took defense or whatever it's like They weren't going to get the guys they wanted. They were picking too far back. So, like, my guess is they'll pick one or maybe two today.
1: So there's Ian Rappaport from the Pat McAfee show earlier today. So, according to Rappaport, he's hearing that Rodgers wanted Traylon Burks. But the most amazing part about that audio right there was that Traylon Burks was the guy that that Rodgers did the most, quote, work on. He was watching film, y'all. He was watching game film. I brought this up how long ago did I bring this up, AR, on the big show, about they should just give Roger some game film on the different wide receivers and let him figure out who he wants. Remember I said that?
5: In fact, you had me actually make that a topic question, I think a few days ago.
1: <sighs> so now I'll come to find out, apparently that exactly is what was going on. Again, here I'll play it again. He says Traylon burks was the guy that rogers did the most work on listen
5: there are a lot of rumors last night about the packers how heavily engaged in trading up were they actually like was that ever a possibility that they were going to move up to get one of those receivers
11: or no yeah, they i thought they were going to the word i got and you have to ask uh your favorite quarterback about this but the word i got was that Traylon burks was the guy that rogers liked that he had done the most work on that he kind of wanted and he See, guy that he did the most work on.
1: They had that man watching film, college football film, and were asking that dude, who do you want? Of these guys, who do you like? Which, again, if you're going to let a guy run an organization, and you at least want him to be prepared, right? You don't want him to watch YouTube and then decide who he wants or get a draft guide and go, well, this guy sounds pretty good. Draft him. No, if you want to be involved, and you want to be involved in the process, then you do the work. I think that's fair. I, it makes sense to me. I know it's going to irritate him, make a lot of other people mad that they had him watching film, but that is pretty much what Rappelpoor said right there, that he did the most work on Traylon Burks, and that's who he wanted. And everybody thought it was a lave. Apparently not. Remy McAuliffe joins us now, feet propped up on the table like a good employee. You know, I um, saw Leroy doing this yesterday, and I was like, you're not
2: Leroy. He looks awfully comfortable and yeah. cool. He looks cool doing that. You know,
1: kick um, back, first feet of all, up. Uh, no.
2: What do you mean? Like the bottom of your soles so of your shoes this. are, I know are like down. all off. These are the shoes off. I wear to walk my dog. Yeah, maybe you I've should get i got thousands some. of miles on these bad boys. It
1: looks like it. It so does. Well, once you show the bottom of those, not cool. Uh, Leroy has like brand new shoes he wears every day. Like yeah, every no. day, different pair I mean, of shoes. I don't have Leroy Butler money. Right. You know, I'm I mean, he's got like a house full of shoes. Right.
2: I got a decent shoe collection. But Do you? Not, yeah, not a Leroy Butler type no, of shoe no, collection. No, no, Or and, Gary. And I'm so poor that my good shoes I only wear the I only wear those. You know, I only wear those to go out. Nobody's gonna see these shoes. I'm looking at them right now. You know what I'm, I mean. Nobody's dirty gonna see shoes these up I don't on the count counter. What you think of my shoes? That never occurred to me. You're the one that said you were trying to act cool. I just said I look cool no and it felt and it looked comfortable yeah is it comfortable relaxed you know is it yeah Good. and i think i think it makes me better
1: makes you better i think it
2: makes me better at my job just being a little bit more chill a little bit more relaxed a little more cool you know like a Leroy butler kicking back talking sports with the dudes okay what's on your show cool guy <laughs> <laughs> we will obviously be talking some nfl draft right out of the gates getting thoughts on uh, what the packers did on day one and what they might do on day two also what have they done to aaron Rodgers? what have the packers done to aaron Rod- i'm not surprised he was watching tape and i don't think they had to make him i think he's, he was probably watching tape before all this nonsense and, and they're now just listening to him i think that's all that happened there but what they do to this guy, man? Is he brainwashed? in charge. Is he brainwashed? He seems brainwashed. Is that brainwashed? Seemed brainwashed to me. What do you mean? He, sounded like, a gen- he
1: sounded like a general manager, at McAfee. I'll talk
2: about that on the show. Yeah, he's running the show. Seemed brainwashed to me. No. It was odd. It was odd watching no. Aaron Rodgers. Front last office night. guy, man. Maybe it's a
1: cleanse. I don't know what happened. I brought this up. I think it was yesterday. Who is this dude? When Rodgers is done in three years, yeah, is he the next front office guy for the oh, Packers?
2: Stop. No, he's made too much money to want to deal with you people. Steve Once Nash went from
1: the court to coaching. That's different. Jason Kidd went from the court to coaching. And Rodgers wants nothing. John to do Lynch with that. went from a damn TV booth to running an organization. He's go to the top of a why, mountain and play why guitar or something. Why can't Rodgers go run the Packers when he's done? He's. he's why go, can't he? Because he, that's not something that he's going to want to do. He's got other. So interests, you think man. he? You think he could do it? You, if he said,
2: "I want to run," the oh, he's the smart Packers. enough. He's smart enough. He could. He could. He could be a GM. You think he'd be fine? Yeah, John Elway's running an organization. I got took way more hits to the head. Man, you ain't kidding
1: about that. AR, <laughs> uh, Adam Roberts, did you, did you want to say something?
2: Oh,
5: yeah. I saw an interesting tweet from one Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, about 15, 20 minutes ago. Oh. Uh, it's got an awful spelling error that's making me cringe a little bit. Mm. But just got the T from At nineteen Problems or Debo Samuel. Should I spell? It's supposed to say spill.
2: Oh, he got the T. He got the T. Like that's that's slang, Sparky, for the got the the dish, the download, the gossip, the text. He's got the T. T meant text. He's got the He's no got the it, details. The T. The T means gossip. I ha- I have the info. I have the inside info on what's going on with Debo. You hand.
1: picked the third letter in a word. <laughs> To short, no, it's up like a word. No, it's like how it's not, stupid it's not are what we it as is. A
2: society? It's, it's not what it is. Shut up and th- let me explain. That's not what it is. Tea, like the tea you drink, like I'm like you're spilling the tea. Oh, you ever heard that expression? T-E-A? Yeah,
1: yeah, wasn't that popular? Like my great grandparents were alive, yeah,
2: but now it's just I got the tea. See, they. It evolved. Dude, it changed. I'm, I'm you know
1: when I was young. Take
5: it from him, Mr. Cool Guy. Mr. Cool Guy. Hey, look at me
1: with my feet yeah. up. I know what the T means. Look at me. All, all I'm gonna say is this I am glad I'm old. I am I am I'm just glad I'm old. So you should glad. stay in tune
2: with the young people and what they're doing, man. So makes glad. you better at your job. So he's saying he's got the inside info, he's got the dish yeah. on Debo Samuel, and he's asking if he should spill it. That would you appear think, to be the case. Yeah. You think
1: Debo Samuel goes for less than AJ Brown, who went from one A three. All I know is the Packers are out now. Do you think Debo Samuel goes for less than one in a three? No.
2: The Packers are out. Forget about trading for one of these receivers. That's a done deal. Because it was going to take a first round pick. And these teams ain't waiting for a first round pick next year. They want a first round pick this year. So then Debo Samuel is staying. Debo Samuel's, he's not coming to Green Bay. well Debo Samuel ain't walking through that door. But Rami,
1: there's no first round picks left. It's over. That's what I'm saying. So you're saying Debo
2: Samuel is staying.
1: Not to the Packers. He could end up somewhere else. Now, you said nobody's taking a first-round pick next year. They don't want to wait. And what I'm telling you is oh, yeah. whoever All the first trades round for him now is yeah. going to have to be next year because the first round is done. Unless the 49ers love somebody that was picked
2: yesterday and that team is willing to part with them. Can you trade a guy immediately after drafting him? I don't, I don't know, know what the rule is there. Or once no he's idea. named to your team, maybe I you know have to long. keep him. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, you're probably right. They're doing. They're doing with Debo what I said the Packers should have done with
1: with Devontae Adams. If they just if, play hardball. And again, I don't believe they're getting Debo Samuel. But if they were to get Debo Samuel, then it li- literally means nothing what happens the rest of the draft because it's an A. If they get Debo Samuel, no matter what happens today and tomorrow, for sure yes. means nothing. Agreed, because it's an A. You got Debo Agreed. Samuel with whatever draft picks you gave up. A. Let's move on. I agree.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.